God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Midweek Power Nugget, where 15 minutes of your day can change, will change. If you let God speak, he will transform your entire life. So grateful to God that he has given us another opportunity to be able to study his word together in the first hours of the day. The Bible tells us in Psalm 63, Behold, I seek ye early. And so we have come today to seek the word of God early, to allow him to speak to us, to allow him to pervade our very being. Let us speak with the Lord. Father, we glorify you today. God, we magnify you. We bless your holy and righteous name. God, there is none other like you. And because of that, we give you reverence and we give you honor. God, we bless you for keeping us on last night. God, keeping us safe. God, keeping us protected. God, waking us up this morning, oh God, everyone will not have that testimony on today. But God, you woke us up this morning. God, we are set in our right mind, and God, we have a mind to hear your word on this morning. God, we pray on today that, God, you will speak to our very being. God, speak to our spirit, man. God, allow your words to pervade us in our place, oh God. Father, we know that your word will come and meet us right where we are. And God, that's exactly what we need your word to do to us on today and for us on today. God, allow your word to change us. God, we're asking for your word to change us. God, we are giving license for your word to change us on today, oh God. So God, we're praying on today. God, that our ears will be open, that our hearts will receive what it is that you have for us. We love you today, God, and we praise you. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Again, I thank God for you joining me on today to hear what the Lord would have to say. On this morning, our travels take us to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Matthew, the sixth chapter. And we are going to start at the 19th verse. Matthew 6, verse 19, and we will read several verses from there from several different versions. Matthew 6, starting at verse 19. I'll start, of course, in the New American Standard Bible. It reads as follows, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one 
and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Let's jump to the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. Again, Matthew 9, excuse me, Matthew 6, starting at verse 19. I always repeat it because you may be reading from your own uh, version of the Bible. And if someone's coming in late, I want them to be able to catch up. Matthew 6, starting at verse 19. New Living Translation reads it like this. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is a lamp that provides light to, for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. For you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Last one, you know i got to go to the message. We've got to hear how the message reads. Matthew 6, starting at 19, don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasures in heaven where it's safe from moths and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. Your eyes are windows into your body. If you open your eyes wide with wonder and belief, your body fills up with life. If you live squinty-eyed in greed and distrust, your body is a dank cellar. If you pull the blinds on your windows, what a dark life you will have. You cannot worship two gods at once. Loving one God, you'll end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. You cannot worship God and money both. I think you get the idea. Now the word of the Lord is blessed. On this morning, I want to talk to you about the power of Money, the power of money. You've heard people play word association games. They'll ask you, you know, if you hear the word up, what do you think of? You may say down. If you hear the word left, what do you think? Someone might say right. So in spiritual matters, if someone says, you know, heaven, you might say earth. Someone says light, you may say darkness. If someone says God, you might say the enemy, Satan, the devil. Well, notice what Jesus does. Now, mind you, I just read um, from Matthew 6, Matthew 5 through 7 are actually considered the Sermon on the Mount. 
So in, in, in chapter 6, what Jesus does, he does some, some contrasting and some comparison, like, like word association. He talks about storing treasures in heaven, storing treasures on earth, talks about light, talks about darkness. So if he used word association when he was speaking about two masters, and we just talked about this now, if he says, you cannot serve God and you would have thought he would have said you can't serve God and the devil, God and the enemy, God and Satan. But he flips the script on us, doesn't it? Doesn't he? He flips the script and he says you can't serve God and money. Now, in the King James Version, it, it's translated to mammon. And which which is another word for money. But the other thing is that if you look in the King James Version, as a matter of fact, if you look in the message, it's capitalized. The word money is capitalized. What is Jesus saying? He's personifying money as a rival God. Hear me well. He understands that if we have such a love for money, that money can be a power that seeks to overtake us, that it can be a power that seeks to dominate us, that it can be a power that can be godlike to us. Jesus, when he's speaking in the, the Sermon on the Mount, is making it undeniably clear that money is not some sort of impersonal medium of exchange. That it's not just something that we use in, in, in you know, like a resource that, that's used in good and bad ways depending on our attitude towards it. Money is power. I'm not saying something foreign to y'all. You've heard it before. Money is power. We talk about purchasing power, don't we? We attach symbols to money, don't we? Prestige, status, worth, glamour. Why do we refer to money as the almighty dollar? Come on, Zion. Hear what I'm saying today. That's the reason why you all, we get so bent out of shape, so tore up when the church starts talking about, quote, unquote, my money. Oh, here they come trying to take my money again. We say a lot of stuff, you all, but we don't talk about my house the way we talk about my money. We don't talk about my car the way we talk about my money. We don't talk about my job where we have as a resource to be able to bring in financial resources. We don't talk about my job like we talk about my money. You all, money in today's society is God like it is a substitute God. And if we are not careful, it will rule and ruin our lives. 
There was a theorist that said, if you make money your God, it will plague you like the devil. Now, listen, that's a word right there. Huh. If you make money your God, it will plague you like the devil. So what do we need to do to kick money off the throne? What do we need to do to take money off of its pedestal and start to break its control over our lives? I got a couple of minutes left, so let me run these by you because this is where we're going to be for the month. One, you need to understand that money is God's. Psalm 24 and 1 tells us, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness, everything in it, the world and they, the inhabitants, the people that dwell therein. We all belong to God. This is God's money we're dealing with. And there's nothing too worldly for the one who created the world in the first place. If we put money back in his perspective that we don't have anything and everything belongs to God, then you don't have an issue with bringing God into your finances. Two, money is to be managed. Not managed by us, but managed by God. Managed by God. We have to realize that we are stewards. We are managers of money. We're not owners. God owns. We are stewards. We manage. We manage with an open hand, meaning that we don't have any rights or privileges to the money. We manage. We manage with an open mind. Every decision, God has to be brought into it. And really, <laughs> an open checkbook. If we see how you work with your money, we know where your heart is with your money. Not only is money God's, not only is it to be managed, money is a means, never an end. The bottom line for God is not how much money we have. It's how we use the money he's given us stewardship over to do what? To expand his kingdom. That's why the scripture says in the same chapter, Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? All these other things will be added unto you. Last thing, you all money is to be given away. We are managers of his money. Money is a tool. Money is a test. Money is a testimony. We can break its power over us by giving money away. You get more energy by expending more energy. You expend energy through exercise, walking, whatever. How do you gain control over sin? You walk away from sin. Everything that gives you pleasure through sin, you walk away from it. So you gain power over it. So how do you gain power over money? You give it away. You all, we got to remember that we should have power over money. Well, money should never have power over us. Let's pray. Our gracious God, our Lord God, we thank you on today. We thank you, God, for you teaching us 
that money is not to be our God, that you are our God, and you are the one that this money belongs to. Help us, God, as we meditate on this word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. Have an amazingly God-blessed day. In Jesus' name.